Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Scotland's Future Series podcast from the University of St Andrews. My name is Mike Gettenby, I'm the University's Deputy Legal Officer and today I'm very lucky to be joined by the Reverend Dr Donald McEwen, the University Chaplain. Donald, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on. Donald, we're going to talk about the Chaplaincy Prize, which was awarded under the Scotland Future Series. But before we do that, I wonder if you could, just for people listening or, or watching, tell me a bit about your role in the university, what you do and how the chaplaincy fits in with the wider university community. Sure, happy to do that. Uh, the chaplaincy is a small department um, and among the things we do, we offer a care to the whole community. So uh, other chaplains and I will spend time supporting any student, any member of staff, uh, to face any, any issue in, in confidential conversation. That could be about a matter of faith, but very often it's not. Um, it's always confidential. And um, I would say we spend quite a bit of our time doing that, alongside other colleagues in the university that support sure. students and staff. We also have a responsibility for offering Christian worship in two beautiful medieval chapels, St. Silvater's yes. and St. Leonard's. Now, that happens through the week in term time, and everyone's welcome at those lovely services with beautiful music from the chapel choir and so on. We also do services at special times of the university year, such as graduation or um, Christmas and Easter, remembrance, founders and benefactors, times that really matter to the yes. whole university community. We are also part of the university that tries to help international students feel particularly at home. We have a global chaplain, uh, a volunteer, and her role is to help students, perhaps English isn't their first language and they're unfamiliar with Scottish ways of life, to get to know uh, local families and others in the local community. Um, we also support students and staff of a huge variety of faiths or cultural backgrounds. We have honorary chaplains from, from different religious paths and humanism, and we have uh, an interfaith chaplain who tries to bring students together in, in interfaith events, um, in conversation uh, and understanding and, and fun. So these are some of the things we do as the chaplaincy. And it must have been a very challenging last few years with COVID, the pandemic, and with a lot of our students and staff not being in St Andrews, or at mm. least if they were in St Andrews, not necessarily being on the university state in the way yeah. that we are getting back to now. Yeah, we definitely noticed that uh, we saw more and more staff members uh, through Teams, phone calls, walks, um, or staff that we were supporting, we saw more often. There was undoubtedly a rise in the, in the sense of anxiety and uncertainty around our, our staff community, and the chaplains really responded to that. Among students, it's a slightly different picture. Okay. Uh, there were students who found the pandemic um, exacerbated some of the difficulties they faced. Others, in fact, through going home and having less stimulation from this community, our experience was that they found things, to some extent, a little bit easier. Okay, that's interesting. Um, the, the, the big difference we noticed was staff anxiety in the first months, first year, really, of the pandemic. 
In, ter- in terms of other parts of our work, we were back doing face-to-face worship uh, from uh, the 1st September of the pandemic. And in fact, I was doing face-to-face appointments with students and staff from the 1st August following the pandemic. We got back into our place of work to, to offer that as soon as we could. Yeah, I remember at the time, one of the I, I did quite a bit of work during the pandemic around the Can Do project, but the chaplaincy service was one of the first things that came back in for that support for staff, for students, yeah. and also to show that there was a resilience within the university. Uh, I, I'd like to think so. We um, we did a weekly event in, in the in the first uh, Martinmas semester. That's the autumn semester. Uh, following the pandemic, where uh, one one evening a week, uh, people could gather on St Salvator's uh, quad, um, uh, a safe distance apart, for an event called Hearts of Light, yes. uh, where we held lanterns and stood in solidarity, not just with those affected by the pandemic in the university, where in some ways we were really rather cushioned uh, compared to many other parts of the world. Uh, we, we have a global chaplain, and she was very good at bringing to our attention people in Latin America, in India, and in other parts of the world where there were, there were far fewer resources to ameliorate the effects of a, of a global health issue. And one of the abiding memories I have from that time was coming to St. Salvator's, and, and as you said, there was the social distance element, and that was done through the hearts on the yeah. lawn. So one of those, what was nice about the lawn is there were groups gathering, but inside these very obvious symbols of the heart shape yeah that's the world, right which was just a nice I know. it wasn't just a circle it wasn't yeah. just you know roped off yeah it was just something that stayed with me mm-hmm. um one the specific thing we wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. about today was the chaplaincy prize yeah which i gather you were awarded um after an application to the scotland's future series yes. uh, program what is it what is the chaplaincy prize donald all right so the chaplaincy prize um has existed for a couple of years already okay. before this particular Scotland's Future initiative. Uh, we in the chaplaincy were very grateful to receive a donation from a donor, uh, and it was uh, the sort of amount of money that, if invested, would give an annual income of about £250. And we thought, well, what could we use that money for? And I realised, because I go to every graduation ceremony, uh, that in the, in the programme for that, every year, there's a list of, of many students who have received prizes. And we thought, well, why doesn't the chaplaincy offer a prize? It would be lovely to, um, to celebrate some of our students' fantastic achievements. We work with students all the time. That's, that, that's a big part of what we do. So what we thought was, year by year, we would choose a topic that seemed important for that year for okay. some reason. And then we'd invite students to, to enter the, the chaplaincy prize in whatever way they wanted to. So our first year, the theme was the environment. And we had about 30 entries. Uh, We had videos, poetry, uh, hymns, short stories, essays, uh, reports on environmental projects that they had done, either in St Andrews or in their own country. But everyone had to be seen in some way through the lens of faith or spirituality. Um, and that, in a sense, made it a chaplaincy prize rather than a standard kind of um, competition. Uh, we were hugely impressed with the standard, the seriousness of the entries. Almost all of them came in in the last two days before the deadline. We're not worried 
Oh, if we don't good. get many entries. Traditional student approach. Absolutely, absolutely. And we were delighted to award that in the first year to, to a student who produced a fantastic video about um, climate change from his perspective and through the eyes of faith. The second year, which was uh, wholly organised through the pandemic, in a sense, we chose the theme of friendship because friendship, companionship had been a key element of how people responded positively to, um, to the pandemic. Um, the third year, we thought, what should we choose as our topic? And then round about that time, in popped an email into my inbox saying, have you got a project for Scotland's future? And we suddenly realised Scotland's future made an excellent topic for students to think about through the lens of faith and spirituality. Whatever else Scotland will be in the future, it will be a place, a society, an environment in which people have faith, have spiritual lines and express those. And I'd like to think that if Scotland is going to have a good, healthy, progressive future, uh, then faith and spirituality would be part of that story. So I made an appeal, uh, essentially just asking for a Scotland's Future uh, project to add a second and a third prize okay. to our already existing first prize. And also so that we could then run an event with a, in a nice um, environment with decent catering so that the winners and other highly commended entries, those students could come and could share with other entrants and with the wider public how, what their vision is for Scotland's future and then for that to be a, a night of public conversation. And it must be, given the breadth, I can imagine, of the entrants, yeah. it must give you a very interesting look into how students look through the to look at the topics for each prize through their own spirituality, their own religious background, their own beliefs. Absolutely, uh, we we don't stipulate uh, what faith or what spiritual path uh, they must have in their mind. Um, some are Christian, some are clearly not. That's absolutely fine. It's. It's anonymised. So the judging panel, which is usually me and a couple of our volunteer honorary chaplains, we come from a variety of faiths and we don't know who the students are who enter. Only, okay. only one of the chaplaincy secondaries okay. knows the name of the entrant. Um, and we've been hugely impressed by the variety. Um, the first winner, uh, as I said, was someone who explored the environment I don't think he was a person of any particularly conventional faith expression okay. or religious path, but he certainly saw nature uh, as, a, in a sense, a spiritual force, and our response to it through climate change can't merely be technocratic. Yep. For him, it had to be a spiritual response to the crisis that we're facing. Um, he sees humanity as part of nature, rightly so, for example. The second prize on friendship elicited an amazing range of responses. Some um, wrote short stories in which friendship was between animals and humans. Some uh, talked of uh, a friendship with their own grandparents. Uh, uh, the winner, in fact, was someone who explored how her own faith in God was mediated through two particular friends that she'd made here in university and how it was their friendship, their 
acceptance of her, their joy, their humor, their, their being with her through a tough time that helped her understand afresh how God could be loving. That's how she put it uh, in her brilliant uh, video. So, yeah, huge range of, uh, of responses. Um, and we judge it on quality, on depth of, um, depth of engagement, um, on power of expression, um, uh, that sort of thing. And earlier we, you talked about how Scotland's future and the, the, the importance of spirituality mm. in that. Do these entrants give you hope that that will be the case? It will be the case. I've not seen any entrants this year. Our deadline is the 31st of January, 2023. Um, we've been publicising it for about two months now in quite a small scale way through sure. our own um, web pages on the university website. Um, uh, we're going to start publicising it through social media soon. We've already been uh, letting those on the chaplaincy mailing list know about it and so on. But usually students start thinking about this during the winter vacation. Yes. And as I say, the last week in January um, is a time when a lot of students are clearly uh, working hard yes. on uh, finalising their approaches. My um, hunch is that we'll be surprised okay. at the visions for Scotland's future. I want to be surprised. I mean, what's the point of having a project on Scotland's future if we're just going to get same old, same old solutions. Um, students today see problems that I don't see. Yes, They're 30 years younger than I am. I hope their experience is not the same as mine. Um, I mean, that's one reason why it's great to work in a university because you're continually um, given inspiration by the, the impetus and insight of, uh, of those much younger than you. I think that that's wonderful. And and it, it, it must be invigorating mm. to get these responses, mm. that level of engagement. Yeah, so the very first chaplaincy prize we did, we had no idea of what we were going to expect. And uh, quite a complicated um, judging procedure, you know, the, um, we broke up into, we were given smaller numbers of each of the entries uh, that went through a first and a second stage. Uh, and in fact, I then reviewed them all. And all of us on that panel, found it one of the most positive things we'd done as chaplains and certainly during the pandemic because the first judging panel met in February 2021 right so that was yes. about 10 months into the pandemic and so every entry had to be online in some way yeah. and we we just were so we were bowled over actually with um, the, the, the intention of the students who had entered and by the hope that they gave us for, um, for various approaches to the environment. Um, uh, the, 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 there was a highly commended, a sort of second prize, although nothing was received by her, but we knew she was the second best. Uh, and her poem was a really fine, almost fractured, rather unsettling work on the impact of, uh, of nature, of weather, on her in her soul, I would say. Um, yeah, hugely impressive. That's wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Donald, for joining us today. And thank you very much for everyone who's listened to or watched this podcast. Um, the university greatly appreciates your support. Thank you. Thank you.